Hi, welcome to my mom's podcast. Hey friends, welcome back. Are you ready to create a profitable service-based personal brand and business? Download my brand new workbook and you'll learn my signature six-step process to create a successful business with less hustle and more ease. It's got easy action steps ready to implement into your business immediately so that you can start creating a business that you love. Head over to bit.ly backslash attract and stand out online to download your workbook today. You're listening to the Attract and Stand Out podcast created for ambitious, heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships, influence others, and make an impact with everyone they meet. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I'm a mom of four, a wife, a storyteller, dream builder, and a personal branding and business coach. On the show, you'll hear real conversations about what it means to run your own business, what success actually looks like, and how you can overcome obstacles that get in your way. We're growing businesses with less hustle and more ease, transforming your mindset, and inspiring you to get moving and to follow your dreams. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Holly, and I am so excited for today's guest. As usual, I have another amazing human being who's out there living her dream life, as well as being an advocate to support other people to live their lives. I have with me today, Kristen Kalikadikadin. I told you I cannot say this word. As always, I botch every name that I can't roll off my tongue. So Kristen, welcome to the show. And please tell us how to say your name properly because I know I just botched it. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good, darling. Don't worry about it. It's definitely a difficult word, actually. Um, My name is Kristen. But on the internet, I go by Kristen Kaladkaren, which means somebody who actually says yes to everything. So yes to opportunities, yes to helping, yes to a better life, yes to growth, you know. So that's what it means. And yeah, that's how to say my name, actually. I love it. And I love the fact that you lead your life by saying yes to things and just putting yourself out there and seeing where life takes you on an adventure, it sounds like, because I know that you do a lot of traveling as well as you are in Ukraine right now on the ground supporting um, Ukraine with the war and everything that's happening over there right now. So before we dive into that, which I know we're definitely going to talk a lot about today, um, just kind of tell us a little bit about who you are, how you came on this path that you're in Ukraine and um, like give us some backstory to it. So yeah, um, actually, I've been traveling the world now for about five years. And the style of my travel is only hiking and hitchhiking, which gives me an on-ground access to the communities that I actually come across or cross paths with. My travel style is characterized by learning about countries, traditions, culture, language, music, art, history, and theater, and also politics. Um, by doing so, I am able to actually not just see the beautiful things of a country, but to actually gain a good understanding of every place that I go to, of every person that I meet, you know, because I believe that as travelers, we have the responsibility to be able to take off the rose-colored glasses and to see the places that we visit for what it is. And so because of these immersions, um, I realized that there's a lot of things that we can do as individuals, as travelers, to be able to give back to the people that we come across, you know, that we're not just supposed to be bystanders. We're not just supposed to be 
silent and living our own lives, but also we have a purpose to be able to help people who are in need, who are also, you know, the same cut from the same cloth as us. If there's something that I learned from my adventure, it's that everybody, regardless of the flag we're under, language we speak, religion we have, our dreams, our goals, we're all the same person. We all deserve to live and be happy and to have a good life. So that's how I come across it. And I'm really proud of the work that I'm doing because I believe that the future of travel should be like this. We shouldn't be just traveling for ourselves, but we should be thinking and rethinking every decision that we make on the road because this is what's going to sustain the travel industry. And this is what's going to sustain the communities affected by this industry as well. Yeah, I absolutely love just everything that you said right there. Like the way that you, the, the way that you look at life and the way that you show up for yourself to be curious and to explore and to see people for who they truly are is something that I think our world is missing deeply right now. And the fact that you are just shining like this huge light to allow other people to get curious and to explore and look at things from a different perspective is so important because so many people, I feel like right now, like we're just butting heads, right? Like no one's allowed to have an opinion anymore. Yeah. Because we all have an opinion, but no one's willing to hear somebody else's thoughts. We're just very, like, it's very closed right now. Like I see this in a lot of conversations that I um, hear, whether it's family sometimes or um, watching the news or anything that I turn on, I feel like I'm like, I'm like, okay, you just told me this side of the story. I want to hear the other side of the story as well. So I think that's so important that we don't just stay in our own little bubble and only hang out on the same people that we are around constantly. And we don't expose ourselves to other cultures, to other thoughts, to other religions, to other ways of life. So I love that you're doing this and that you're like actually on the ground, like doing it because, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I haven't experienced myself, but I would love to. And I think it's something that a lot of people are curious about. They want to be able to see what it's like to go out into other places and not have judgment, not have their opinion, um, misguiding them and what that conversation might look like or being open to seeing what other people can explore. So I know that you said like you do like, like, like hitchhiking and like you're doing all these, going to all these places and you're kind of just on the ground on um, meeting with people. What was it? Do you like remember the point in your life where you're like, Ooh, I want to like go on this first adventure or you started like getting passionate about this. Was there a certain like point in your life where you can remember like that first time? Yeah, but I have to tell you though, Darlene, it's never too late to try it. Right? Yes, <laughs> um, thank you for that. <laughs> there's a big world of opportunities just right at your doorstep. It doesn't have to be too far. You don't have to be in Ukraine to help, you know, or for example, if you want to explore, it doesn't have to be halfway around the world. It yeah. could be in your local neighborhood and it could be another state you're, you want to visit, you know, or something like that. Another country, a neighboring country, anything is possible. Yeah. So I think the turning point in my life was I've always dreamt of being a traveler as a thing about me. You know, I grew up cutting out those pictures from the magazines and putting them in my journal and putting them like posters on my room. Uh, I remember the Coliseum, like Santorini, all of these things, you know, and um, when I was I was studying journalism, so I'm a journalist. When I was studying journalism, I started to work with people. I started to report about the marginalized. You know, I was going on trips, but the, the, they weren't trips for leisure. They were documenting people who were actually oppressed. So, for example, displaced minorities in the Philippines, 
um, the fishermen who are actually being bullied by China because um, of the territorial dispute in our seas. So I was documenting all of these. I was going to protests and this shaped my awakening. After college, I realized that, hey, I wanna pack my bags and leave. I was supposed to become a lawyer and I was supposed to work for a local newspaper. But the thing is, I wasn't happy going down that way. I realized that, okay, my gut was telling me that this is not what the path is that I wanna go. You know, This is not where I wanna head down to. So I packed my bags and I had no money at all. I had like one month's worth of savings. I only planned it for one month and I would come back to the Philippines, but I fell in love with travel. I, I don't know at which point I did, but I burned my return ticket and I just kept going. And so I needed to make it work. I was staying in budget accommodations. I was looking for entry level jobs online. I was sleeping in bus stations and train stations and trucks of strangers, you know? And I remember all of these things just for me to make it work. And I have to tell people this, like the one month that we earn here doesn't compare to the West. Our wages in the Philippines are much, much less. Like you could save up for six months and have a year in the Philippines, you know, when you're out there. Yeah. But for us, it's really a struggle to be able to do this life. So I pushed myself, like you said, I showed up. And so I decided to do this because I really wanted to learn more. I wanted to have that sense of storytelling and to get to know all of these stories and to relay them, to amplify these voices that I see, you know, ordinary people like you and me. And I wanted to be able to learn about the world myself. And that's why I decided to keep going and keep going until I reached that goal to hike and hitchhike the world and to combine my love for advocacy and adventure. And, you know, anything's possible. So even though I'm in a war zone, I believe that uh, in the future, I'll be able to do it. And yeah. my platform will keep growing and will keep helping and will keep giving back to all of these amazing people. Yeah. And it's, it's such a, I just love the way you describe it because so many people are afraid. Like we, we have these dreams and these visions, you know, we want to travel the world. We want to do these different things. And so many people are held back, right? Because they don't trust that they can do it, or they're worried about the financial piece or what their family will think. Like there's so many pieces that come into it. So I love that you just like put yourself in a position where you're like, I'm just going to go do this. And it hasn't been easy. Like you, like you just shared, like you slept in bus stations and then people, random strangers cars while they were probably driving somewhere. And it's something that I think so many people that I talk to, and maybe it's different for each of us, like what our dreams are and what our goals are and what our adventure might be. Like not everyone's going to have the same adventure as you do. And it's okay to put yourself out there and trust that the universe or God or like whatever you believe in is going to show up and create the pathway for you to be successful, whatever it is, whether you're running a business and you're putting, you know, you're putting your, your finances aligned for business growth and different things like that. And you're quitting your job or you're just, you know, going on an adventure and trying things differently. Um, you mentioned that you let, I think you used the words um, amplifying voices. So part of your advocacy is helping other people's voices be heard and hearing their stories and those different pieces. What are some of the things that you've experienced while you've been on the road that have kind of led you to um, stepping into advocacy even more as you've been on this journey? 
Well, there's a lot actually. And I think that for me, like, you know, it's, it's actually quite a lot. Every person has a different story to tell, you know? And if I'm going to sum up this five years of hearing all of these different stories, we're gonna take a year here or, or more, yeah. you know? But I guess I'd like to relay one story that I actually came across. So I'm not gonna name the names because it's quite a sensitive thing. And uh, for anybody who's listening, I would just like to put out a trigger warning for domestic violence. So that's it. Um, I met this lady, she hosted me, her family hosted me. They picked me up from the side of the road in the mountains of Tajikistan. And at first I thought they were a perfect family. They seemed to be nice and loving, playing children and everything. We had some musical nights. Um, I stayed with his family for three days. I thought everything was good, everything was great. But on the third day, the wife actually admitted to me that her husband was beating her up and she was suffering from this marriage. And all the three days that I was there, she had to show her best, but she wasn't feeling her best. And she was an English teacher. So she knew how to speak English and there was no like language barrier there. And she said, I could leave, but I can't. I could take my kids, but I have no money because he doesn't let me work. And she proceeded to show me the bruises and scars and everything. And all of those heinest things that he did. And I realized that, okay, you know, I shouldn't just be telling stories that are beautiful, stories that inspire people. I should be telling stories too of things that actually matter, you know, that a lot of women go through this. A lot of women don't speak up about this because they're afraid. Mm -hmm. And if I can use my platform to be able to tell her story, I, might, I may not be able to take her with me, even though I really wanted to take her with me. But she has three kids. And I was a girl who was supporting her family too back home. But if there's anything that I can do, it's to fight for people like her. You know? So I think this is one of the stories that led me to this. And then witnessing everything now in Ukraine, you know, how families are living in basements, how people are living in subways and children panicking with the air raid alerts or how some cities like Mariupol or Kharkiv, they're already ghost towns and people are eating raw meat without access to gas and, you know, electricity or for example, how a massacre just happened 16 kilometers away from me this shakes me to my core and pushes me to actually you know advocate for these causes and to not stay silent we have a saying in journalism actually it's the words of desmond tutu if you know in situations of injustice it's non-verbatim situations of injustice if you choose to stay silent you side with the oppressor and so as a journalist myself as a storyteller I have this voice, I have this platform, and it might not be the biggest platform, but if I can influence people to think a certain way, to take action, and I think that it means a lot already for the people who are on the ground, for these unheard voices, unnamed names, you know, it matters already for them and it's already a big help, but I'm really proud of it because 
for the past years, we've been supplying PPEs and face masks to public hospitals in the Philippines. We've helped in relocating and the immediate needs of my friends who are in Afghanistan, and they're my female friends too. And now we are here on the ground helping both the refugees and people who cannot leave or who choose not to leave their homes in light of the situation. So I think that, yeah, uh, these stories, as I keep going, I think that the direction of what I wanna do in life, you know, I took life, I already found happiness. I found, I found myself. I need to be able to radiate that and give it back to others so that other people can have their own dreams and lives and homes back, you know? So it's just a circle that needs to keep on giving. Yeah. yeah. And I see like this beautiful, like you were saying the circle, but I was while you were talking, like the, the ripple yeah. effect that comes off yeah. of that as well. When we speak up for somebody else who isn't able to in that moment and we share that mm -hmm. story or we advocate for them to help them get justice for what, you know, what they need in their lives. Like it impacts other people to see like where they can step in and speak up for other people and, you know, provide the support that they need in those moments. And oftentimes I think so many people just don't know what to do. They don't know how to respond, but I love, um, can you rephrase the statement you said, like the journalists? Oh, um, this one too, thing. too. If you, uh, if you, in times of, or situations of injustice, if you stay silent, you side with the oppressor. And that is, yeah. I, I see that show up in so many situations in life, whether you're in journalists or you're just a regular human being. Like, I think it plays into both roles because when we just sit back and we see something happening to somebody else and we don't do anything, like it's hard to sleep at night. Like there's, you know, I could definitely think back to times in my life where I'm like, oh, I should have done something differently or I could have stood up here. And I can think to times where I did step in and say something and the power that we have when we support somebody else and lift them up or invite them to the table and give them that power that they can do it. Like it helps that it helps you and them in the moment, but then it also impacts so many other people. Like that ripple effect goes out into the world and it gives permission to other people to go, okay, this isn't right. We're not staying silent anymore. We're not going to sit back and just allow things to happen. So I love that you're in this position now where you're speaking up for people that you meet on the travels, but then you're also on the ground right now, like in Ukraine. And when, as you were describing what it looks like there, like I got, a, I could, I, my whole body, like the emotions came in because somebody who's not there on the ground, like we hear things, we see things, we don't, we hear what they want us to hear. Right. But we're not right there. Like, but to have, to hear you describing that wrecks my soul. Can you tell us a little bit about like what are things that those of us that are not there on the ground that we're not experiencing and seeing everything from like the actual truth of what's happening in Ukraine right now? Like, can you give us some um, ideas of things to do, ways to give back, ways to make an impact when we're not there locally? Well, I think every bit counts. Like every person has a different way of helping. You know, some people help financially, which is why, for example, on my Instagram account, there's a link tree where you can donate to respectable charities, as well as through my personal fundraiser, where we actually deliver goods for humanitarian and military aid. So most of these goods are canned food, for example, bread, groats, wheat, cereals, and you know the like, hygiene products also as well. And we have other people who 
love to share information who are creators in a way. They make art, they do podcasts, you know, and they talk about these things, they publish infographics, they review information, they fact check, and it's also another way to help. There are people who actually want to learn about the culture of Ukraine because it's not just the people who are in danger here, but also an entire culture, you know, our cultural landmarks here, they're you know, their stand, sandbags are stacked next to them just to protect them from the Russian shelling. So people also try to learn how to make borscht, which is a Ukrainian soup, the national food here. Some people go on Duolingo, actually, you know, Duolingo had 577% like ratings for like, you know, it raised up the people who want to learn Ukrainian. Some people read the literature, some people read, you know, you know, watch their films or listen to their music. It's also a way to support. And some people like me are on the ground, you know, they volunteer. Some people have actually enlisted for the International National Guard, like something for military here to fight here. Some people go on the borders to be able to shuttle the refugees to safer places. Some people rescue animals, some people host refugees. So there's a lot of ways that you can help and these are just some of them and if you have your own passion and if you have your own way and you merge it with something that's happening something that you can be silent about like this war if you combine it i think that it's a beautiful way to help in whatever way every bit helps so you can support your chosen charity you can be on the ground if you're brave enough if you have combat experience you can actually make your own art or content about it, talk about it with your friends, your circles, and you can learn about the culture, you know, or for businesses, hire Ukrainians. Ukraine has a good pool of talent, especially in IT and tech, you know, hire people here, give free, for educators, give free English classes, because these people are going to different countries and most of them need English speaking jobs, or if they're going to your country, and you find a refugee there, why not offer a free language course to help them ease in? Yeah. You know, businesses can also help Ukrainians, Ukrainian artists, Ukrainian translators, graphic designers, content creators, support them because they need it. They've lost everything now. And mm-hmm. those are just several of the ways that you can help, but whatever help that you give, give it from your heart. And I'm sure that it's already enough that you stand with us here. Yeah. I love that you said it the way that like the piece of like give from your heart and we, each of us are going to be able to give back in different ways. What one does does not mean that's the only way to do it. And I love that. It's like, there's so many ways that you can give back, whether it's hiring, you know, people from Ukraine to do work for you, if you have a business or just donating, if that's the easiest way for you to do, because you don't have the abilities to, you know, be there doing things or finding other ways to get creative to support. And you mentioned just like making a Ukraine recipe and like keeping the culture going that, that alive. I know that's something like you try, as soon as you said that, I was like, why haven't I not thought about doing something like that with my kids? Like just as a way to teach my kids about Ukraine right now and like pieces that are, don't look the same anymore. Like we've never been there. It's not, it's, it's going to be completely different now. Like looking up the history to it though and what things have looked like over time. Like those are all pieces that can continue the legacy, continue to give support. And then obviously like giving 
finances and different things like that are also really important too, but also just keeping the memory alive and knowing that, you know, we're, we're rallying and cheering and supporting in every way that we can, can make such a huge impact. I know too, to just let other people see, like we're keeping this alive and keeping forward. We haven't forgotten. Yeah. I'm hoping that your recipe goes well, by the way, it's Thank pretty you. easy to make. <laughs> yes. If, if, you, if you have a specific one that you want me to make, I would love for you to send me one <laughs> and we can even oh, yeah, share yeah, it. Sure. We can share it with the podcast. If you have one that you're thinking of and we can, definitely do, um, have, no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 I can, I can, I think I'll ask, I'll ask the grandma who shared it. Yeah, that would she, be awesome. she's, she's sneaky, but I think that she has a secret ingredient because it doesn't taste like most borscht. When you, I don't know. There's, like it's, there's something with grandparents though. Like there, I know I was, I think of sometimes like just stuff that my grandma made. Like I watched her make it and I can make it, but <laughs> it's that little dash of love or a little dash of something. Yeah. There might be that secret little something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a secret sauce. Like every grandma here is like, you know, they, I'm the best in cooking. No, my grandma's the best in cooking. So I don't know. I think, I think grandmas are just made to feed us. Like, like that's their main role in life. And I always get overfed by the grandmas here. Like I actually, one grandpa that we help here, every time we deliver the goods to him, he exchanges a bottle of vodka for me and some bread. And I'm like, all right, um, what am I going to do with this? I, I actually don't want to drink it and then he's like I'm gonna drink with you we're gonna drink together <laughs> so it's a small act and he makes his vodka at home and one day he exchanged like samagwan it's like a homemade alcohol here so uh he makes his own things and he says like I'm sorry it's not much but you know I hope that uh, it's a part of my culture that I can share with you and so you know even in these times you see how people can give yeah. even when they have nothing I love it. So, yeah, I mean, people here have become their own version of their heroes. So what's stopping people in other places? What's stopping you from actually being your own hero, right? So, yeah. Yes, you are your own hero. And you absolutely can be. I love, I love that. And if you're listening, like, listen to what Tana is saying, because her advice, whether we're talking about, you know, supporting Ukraine and cooking grandma's recipes, or um, running your business and just stepping into your power and stepping into using your voice and letting people see you for who you truly are. Like that's something that is so valuable, especially at this time and, and day. I think the more, the more we talk, I feel like it's, it's a topic that we talk about often now. It's a topic I talk about often, I should say. I know the whole world necessarily doesn't, but when we step into our power and we realize what our superpowers truly are and what our strengths are, and what we're here to do and to give back and to, we all, we all have special strengths that come really easy to us and they might not come easy to other people. So use those strengths and support other people, like bring people around you who maybe don't have the same strengths as you so that you can pull the pieces together to do the work that you're meant to do in this world, to give back to your communities, to give back to the world, to support yourself and your business, your family. Um, I know, as, especially as women, as we make more money in our businesses, the women are so, most women are so gracious. They want to give back. They want to support. They want to help other people, lift them up, right? Help rise women together. Like there's just something so powerful in that. So thank you, Ten, for being a part of that legacy for the world 
and bringing communities together. And um, for those of you that are listening, Ken and I actually met on um, Clubhouse. Um, I host a weekly room on Fridays called Speak Up for What Matters. And she came in and just wowed me with her story and her ability to be so vulnerable and real and on the ground, like doing work that not everybody's doing. And so I was just totally inspired by her story. And I wanted to bring her onto the podcast so you could hear what's happening in the world as part of it, but also just hearing her story of being brave and putting herself out there and doing something that most of us would say like, Ooh, that feels a little bit scary. I'm not sure if I, if I can do that, but I love Ten's message too. You don't have to go necessarily across the world. You can just go down your street or it's sometimes even in your own home and do the work that needs to be done to continue helping and to continue growing our world and giving people the chance to be heard and to be lifted up during these times. Ten, as we start to kind of wrap things up, I would love if you could like talk to your younger self even, or like give words of advice that could help inspire other people. What's like one thing that you wish you would have known earlier or that you really held on to as one of these lessons you've learned on your journeys? If I could talk to my younger self, I'd say, okay, you're on the right path. All of these uh, immersions, you know, all of the sectors I've been with, indigenous people, um, fishermen, farmers, students, women and children, they've shaped me into who I am now as a traveler and as an advocate. And I think that, you know, if my story would, if you would take one lesson from my story, you know, I think I'd like to think that it would be that the things that are around us, every single second that we experience, every turning point in our life, they will shape us into who we are and they happened because they were meant to shape us who we are now and I know that some of us have regrets some of us oh I wish I didn't go down this path I wish I didn't do that but without going down that path you wouldn't have realized it you wouldn't have learned you wouldn't have changed you wouldn't have stood up for yourself and so if you see that's you know your past self is not who you wanted to be and now is much better it means you've grown and you take all of these bits and pieces with you let it shape you let it make you cry let it make you laugh you know let it mold you into who you are because that's who we're meant to be we're meant to be molded we're meant to grow we're meant to stand up we're meant to you know as i say reach for the heavens you know when you're a kid yeah. And never lose your kid. Never lose that inner kid. Yeah. Keep, keep doing that. Do you see how kids, by the way, um, Darlene, do you see how kids easily forgive and how kids easily share like a piece of candy? That's what people, you know, business owners, advocates, you know, regular people, teachers or parents, we can't lose that. Yeah. We yeah. can't lose all of the past that made us who we are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's I love reflecting back on like my inner child and like myself, like I've done a lot of visualization exercises over the years. I love personal development as an entrepreneur. Like the, I, I learn more about myself every single day. I feel like, because I'm always working on my mindset and who I am and, you know, stepping into, um, do scary things or to be brave, whether it's, you know, 
it's, and it's not even as it doesn't feel very brave as I'm about to say this when like you're on the grounds in Ukraine and I'm like sometimes like doing scary things some days is like pitching myself to do something for my business right but when I um reconnect with that younger younger version of myself like there's power in like that inner child and connecting like those like you were saying like I look at my kids even like my seven-year-old my 10 year old, my 17 year old and my 26 year old, like sometimes seeing them do things <laughs> that didn't scare them at all. Or they're so brave. Like they just didn't even think like, it doesn't even, it floats off their shoulders and there's nothing to it. And I'm like, we need to hold on to that as adults. Like sometimes we lose that playfulness and that ability to forgive and to trust and to know. And I think when we reconnect with that inner child in ourselves, there's something so powerful that can happen there. Exactly. And the inner child is also willing to help and share because it's more innocent you know it's more it's more brand new like I don't know how to say it but there is a sort of purity in children I work with children that's why I always love that phrase you know going back to your inner child yeah yeah so don't lose it (laughs) yeah definitely tap into it It, it's so much inner wisdom and playfulness that can come from there yeah Ten, as we kind of wrap up today Um, I want to ask you just a couple of rapid fire questions that I typically ask all my guests just to kind of get to know you on a a personal level as well, which I feel like we've gotten a chance to know you in a really personal level today. But I'm curious when you need to reset and recharge for yourself, what do you like to do? Where do you like to go? What, what, what does that look like for you? Oh, that's different now because of the war. Yeah, (laughs) Usually I go for a hike, but you know, now it's, uh, it's war time. I usually write because I'm a writer, but uh, before the war, hiking, definitely. Uh, I disappear for days in the mountains. I take a week off. I sleep in my tent. I gather wild berries and mushrooms and walk barefoot on the grass, bathe in the lake. Beautiful. Reconnect with nature. Definitely. I love it. Nature is my happy spot too. That or like like the beach or the mountains or even just sometimes like going outside and taking off my flip-flops and like standing on grass or on the dirt, like there's something just so connecting to those things, but especially being around water for me, I'm a, I'm a cancer. So I'm a water, I'm a water baby. So I'm like the pool, the the ocean water, even sometimes just like a a shower or a glass of cold water, like those things will reset Mm -hmm. me as well. So I love that. Yeah, my mom's a cancer too. She's like you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. She loves the water as well. I'm an air sign. I'm a Libra. Okay. So yeah. Love it. And then if you had one person that you can say has made the biggest influence in your life, who would you say? And like, what's one reason why you would say it? My mom. A hundred percent. Like I wouldn't go far. Like there's a lot of heroes, a lot of noble people, a lot of good advocates. But my mom taught me how to be good and kind. She was the first one who taught me to say thank you to waiters, to drivers, to farmers, to everybody that I meet, to say please, to say I'm sorry. And she taught me to never hate my dad, who was an absentee dad. She taught me to never hold grudges. And that's why I think I've maintained this inner child within me as we speak. And why I'm so giving to people is because I saw how my mom gave to the world and to the people around her. Yeah, it's going to be her. Yeah. Love that. And I, I, this question is so awkward to ask now because between COVID and then like you're in Ukraine on the ground, but I usually ask people like, where would you, if you, if you could travel anywhere and you do a lot of traveling, what, what is one place that when your work is finished in Ukraine and the war is ended, where would you like to visit to like 
travel or reconnect with yourself after what you've experienced in this moment? Uh, no brainer, Iceland. <laughs> Iceland. It's my top spot. Yeah, Iceland. Like, I really want to see all of these things, like tectonic plates, volcanoes. It feels like a totally different planet. Yeah. And you have the northern lights as well, totally different place. You know, it's a good place to reconnect because it's uh, it's quite isolated. If you compare with the rest of Europe, it's a bit isolated. Yeah. I think the serenity that I'll be getting there from the nature, the energy that I'll be receiving, it would be lovely after the war. But then again, you know, when Ukraine opens, I hope that me and my friends would um, get to travel, you know, because yeah. I want to be with people I haven't seen, with the brother who who enlisted in the army or my friends who have evacuated, my co-workers. I, I really want to see them, yeah. all of them. That's just my wish right now. <laughs> yeah, that is my wish for you and for Ukraine as well. Like, this has to stop. Yeah, it has to. It's not, it's not okay. <laughs> like, I, we, no, I no, 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 no. Like it's the definitely. things that are happening over there, like it doesn't make sense to my brain, my body. Like, I don't understand how anybody can think that they could be so powerful and just take what they like. I was like trying to explain it to my kids recently. I'm like, that's like taking a toy from some, like, or taking like a toy from a, if you're a toddler, like taking the toy from somebody else and be like, well, I want it. I'm sorry. I'm taking it anyways. They're not even saying, I'm sorry. They're just taking it. And like, I was trying to explain it like in easy terms for them to explain or like saying like, you know, that's like taking our neighbor's front yard, like, because we want it, we're just going to take it. Like you, that's, that's not okay in any world <laughs> that we live yeah. in. And so I really hope that we can all pull together and give back to Ukraine and do all the things to get Ukraine back to the beautiful country that we know it is. Ten, thank you so much for being on the ground and giving us a glimpse into Ukraine and a glimpse into your world and the work that you're doing right now. Um, I know you mentioned you have a link tree on your Instagram and I will definitely make sure that's in the, in the um, show notes for the um, podcast and on YouTube and all the places. Can you, can you just give us like another couple of sentences of like, what are those links, what are the links that are there and what's the easiest way to make an impact right now, especially financially, if that's something that somebody can do. So as a travel blogger, I post content about war stories in Ukraine. And I hope the first thing is that people will subscribe to these things because they are notes from on the ground. They are the stories of the people that I have along the way. And the next thing um, is that I have a link tree on my Instagram. So it's on my Instagram bio under that stand with Ukraine. There is a list of different charities catering to different sectors. For example, the military. Um, medics, um, you have volunteers as well, teachers, because schools need to keep running, people yeah. need to keep teaching. We also have some for the elderly, some for refugees, families who have fled. And personally, my fundraiser is for people who are here in Kyiv and in the surrounding areas. So I'm trying to help. And proceeds of my fundraiser will also go to my babulia Luda, my grandma, in Kherson. She's in a southern city that's being sieged by the Russians and humanitarian aid is being blocked. So if we were, we are able to send her directly this money, she can buy some products or medicine that is closer to her and she doesn't have to wait for the aid. You know? um, what else? Uh, it also mm -hmm. goes to my two sisters who have recently fled to Italy right now to be reunited with their mom because they need to start anew. They need to they need their own supplies, all right? So 
this goes to the people, the communities, the refugees, and also to my chosen family here who are affected by the war. And you can find it in the link tree under the Kristen Kaladkarin fundraiser. And click that. It's going to take you to PayPal, which is now available in Ukraine. Or if you don't have PayPal, it's the same username for my Payoneer. And if not, you know, you can get in touch with me on my Instagram, because Kristen Kaladkarin, to find out what is my IBAN, which is the international banking system, or Western Union MoneyGram will also accept it here because now the fees are waived for Ukraine. So these are the ways that you can help financially. If you are an advocate for a certain sector, there is most certainly a sector for you to help out here. And if, you know, if anything resonated with you in the stories that I tell, or if you share the same love for people as I do, and if you can see or the radiation, like this love that I have for my own family here that I'm supporting in this war, then you can also choose to help us because every cent goes to them, nothing goes to me. All right. It's a country that has embraced me. So yeah, just uh, that link tree. And Beautiful. I'm hoping that, you know, uh, whatever path you choose to help in Ukraine, that's it. Uh, you'll realize that being helping is better than being silent. Yes. Yeah. Because we can't stay silent anymore. Yeah. We cannot. Ten, thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Um, please give to Ten, whether it's what, whatever place that she mentioned right now, like whatever felt like that was the place that you're supposed to give and to connect. Um, I know we all want to do our part. Some of us have already been giving. Some of us have been afraid. We're not sure where to give, what's the right way to do it. How do we do it? So I hope that if you fall in that category today, as you're listening, Ten has given us some beautiful ways just to give back to the Ukraine um, community and to support the ground efforts that are happening over there. So please consider giving and donating and sending her um, well wishes, like keep her inspired, like follow her on Instagram listen to her blog or um, read her blogs and take in that content and see, have a bird's eye view of what's actually happening. Because I don't know, I have a really hard time watching the news because I don't know how much of it is like, I don't, I want to make sure I, I, I'm the type of person that wants to hear all the information. <laughs> I don't want just somebody's thoughts or opinions. And it's so hard to find new stations and accurate information that gives us the whole entire picture. So thank you for being on the ground and having a channel where you can share these stories and just to give back in such a beautiful way. Tim, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Darlene. And it was a pleasure being here. And by having me on your platform and amplifying the ways that you can help, it's also a way that you're giving back to Ukraine and to support us here. So thank you for that. You've been a blessing. Thank you so much, Ten, for that reflection. All right, everybody, that's another wrap of the Attract and Stand Out podcast. We will be back again soon with another episode. And always remember that I believe in you. You're allowed to stand out. You're allowed to shine. You're allowed to be you. We'll see you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love the show, leave a review and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. It would mean the world to me. As a special thank you, I want to offer you a free gift, my Uncover Your Niche workbook and video training that helps you become unforgettable to your audience. You can sign up at darlingholly.com. I look forward to seeing you all next week. In the meantime, 
Have an amazing week and we will talk soon.